Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Today, we are discussing how great speakers overcome their fears. In other words, do you have a fear or feel anxious when it comes to public speaking? You're not alone. We're all nervous to speak publicly. And in this episode, we're going to be sharing with you the tips, the techniques, the mindset that you can use to get past those nerves. And this is episode three as part of our significant four podcast series on presentation skills. So where do these nerves come from when we want to speak publicly or present? Because nerves are deep rooted. So how do you break that habit? And how do you make the uncomfortable feel more natural? What beliefs might be holding you back? And how do you change that script? And what about when you're networking, speaking publicly there? How do you feel more confident doing that? And most importantly, how it starts. How do you prepare and why does it matter? And our guest today is Melina Nakos, founder of Melina Nakos Coaching Inc., where they work with dedicated and thoughtful people and they provide the support and inspiration and direction to become the person you've always wanted to be and develop a legacy of positive change. And for 20 years, Melina has worked with her clients to hone their skills and confidence to empower them to be in service of others for their own success. Now, all this talk about presentation skills, we have a terrific offer at Great Canadian Training. We're offering our unique, great series, Become a Great Presenter with Microsoft PowerPoint and Presentation Skills. In one day, you'll be able to combine and learn the powerful skills and tools to connect and engage your audience by developing and mastering both your Microsoft PowerPoint and your presentation skills. So if you'd like more information, email us at info at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Once again, that's info at greatcanadiantraining.ca. And mention great to get more information about our great series and how you can become a great presenter with Microsoft PowerPoint and presentation skills. Let's meet Melina on how great speakers overcome their fears. At the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast with Melina Nakos, we are speaking about fear of public speaking, question mark, you're not alone, the answer. Uh, Melina is going to help us with that today. Melina, how are you feeling today? I'm very well, thank you, Joel. How are you? I, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. And I'm so excited to talk about fear of public speaking because uh, this is this is the probably our number one fear. I think death apparently is number two, but fear of public speaking is number one. Um, so let's start out with that. Let's start with this title, Fear of Public Speaking, You're Not Alone. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I'm asked, you know, it's so frightening and people are so afraid mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't want to do it, all these kinds of things, I always say, I hate to say it, but almost everybody I've ever coached has said that I have never met someone that says, I really love speaking in public. It's my thing. Yeah, it's, my uh, jam. it's my jam. Yeah. Never. Like as soon as I meet that person, I promise I'll come back and tell you about them, but I have never met that person. So I always say, guess what? You're not alone. And I, I, I actually don't mean it like you're not alone. It's okay. I mean, you're not alone. Get over it. We all are scared. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm nervous now. It happens. That's life. But you've got to find a way to to get past that, and that's that's the secret sauce. And that's what we're going to talk about today is uh, of what we have to do socially and professionally. So much of it, um, and then we're going to do your failure to dust. So let's let's come to some of the the experiences you had working with people. You, you do a lot of working with executive leadership, but you've also 
spent uh, sort of a, you had a bit of an aha this summer about about the fear of public speaking. If you want to share that with us, so so yes, I coach executives, senior executives. Uh, I do coach middle management as well, and you know I often experience when I'm working with them this. It's, it feels very deep rooted, mm -hmm. that fear. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's been built. It's, it's strong. It's like these neural pathways are very thick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, we like a habit. It takes a lot to break it and a lot of courage because it doesn't feel comfortable. So, you know, I've always, I've been dealing with that for 20 years, trying to figure out how do I, how do I help those neural pathways? How do I move them to new places? Yeah. So, uh, this summer I had the good fortune of being a camp counselor. <laughs> at my daughter's camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people call it a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. I call it camp. And so, uh, I was helping through theater work with, with these kids, anywhere from like a 10 year old to a counselor who could be in their thirties. Right. And I decided to offer workshops on presence and presenting. And I realized that a 10 year old, a 16 year old, even a 30 year old, they've had less time to build up the stories. Mm -hmm. So those, I call them once again, the neural pathways are thinner. So when I met with this 10 year old who couldn't even make eye contact with me. And after the first session, she's like, when are we meeting again? Nice. And I was only going to do it once between you and me. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. So I did a second time. Are we going to meet again? And next thing I know, her mom said to me, her mom actually, who I was friends with from when I went to the camp said, I don't know what you've done but she is actually excited to go back to school this year. Now, was it me? Not at all. Did I tap into the fact that her neural pathways were kind of thin? All we had to do was just give her some tools. Right. And which they don't really learn in school. I mean, I've, I've never met somebody who in their youth took presenting unless they did debate, but that's really about debating an argument. Yeah. So no, th go ahead. Th that's well, that's that's actually a really good point. This is not stuff that's taught in school, and so um, the, you you go up and uh, when you're in school and you present, but you're not really getting a grade on your presentation skills. You're getting graded on your knowledge and <laughs> uh, and did you cover certain metrics that you were supposed to do? Um, and and I guess this is where maybe the, the stories start uh, that you have to get in front of class and and, and I guess. As a kid, you, the first thing you're thinking is, I hope no one's going to laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what actually I love about camps like this one is they're forced to audition. So they have to step in front of campers and counselors. But what we do is we give them tips on how to audition. Right. What They don't learn that in school. No. And so it can be anything as, as much as read the text a few times. You know, when you're presenting, and I, I get this with adults all the time. Mm -hmm. How did you prepare? Oh, I finished my PowerPoint at three in the morning. Right. I'm like, great. Did you actually say the words out loud? No. Huh. So if your mouth hasn't wrapped your, it's, it, your mouth hasn't wrapped itself around the words, if you haven't said anything out loud, how is your brain and your mouth, how are they going to deliver for you when you're nervous? So that's getting back to this camp. I was yeah. blown away by how quickly these kids and young adults were able to just, I want to say erase the stories. I don't know if it's erasing. I think it's just kind of put the stories change, in Change the stories. Change the, change the story. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, like they it, rewrote it really the script. It wasn't a story. Yeah, they rewrote it. Exactly. Because it wasn't really, 
it was a script that nobody had proofread with them. <laughs> if we're going to look at That's it. That's right. Like nobody had actually said, okay, wait, have you ever failed when you present? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. How often do you present? Once a semester? No wonder you're nervous. You never get to practice. So yeah, is, I think it's good. also important to actually just understand, understand what is, and this gets into the, I always say, what makes the person tick? Mm -hmm. Melina, so many good things here that that's coming up. Um, and, and, and it is, it's, it's, as you said, this neural pathways is that when we do things over and over and over again, this becomes a habit. Um, and so when you try to start a new habit, it's really hard <laughs> because we've kind yeah. of, this neural pathways, this, this, in a sense, is this highway that becomes like in concrete in our brain that this is how we do it. So to try to start something new feels like an enormous, it's really uncomfortable. So as you said, this person who yeah. maybe speaks really fast, is going to feel really uncomfortable and awkward and self-conscious to all of a sudden speak slower. That's how it's going to feel in their head. But as you said, when you get some feedback working with a coach and say, no, this is, this is how we can make this more natural. And it takes practice to get there. Because the other thing I like you're saying yeah. here is how do you prepare? And if you're preparing this all the time in your head, which, um, you know, I, I can fully attest, I've, I've seen 90, I, I same, that's the same question I always ask people, how did you prepare? And they always say the same thing. Well, I made sure the slides were right and uh, I got all the information and I researched. No, how did you prepare your actual delivery of the presentation? Oh, I, yeah. I, I I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You didn't warm up your voice. You didn't warm, you didn't decide, um, uh, and you, play with the rhythm. Or even prepare yourself, or, your yeah, body, yeah. your psychology. What did you do this morning to get yourself ready for the day? Yeah. And I, and it's cause it's a special day. You were actually forcing yourself out of a comfort zone that you felt very good in. So that makes it a special day. You know, you could always say it makes it a challenging day, mm -hmm. but I would say it makes it a special day and you're going to need a special kind of courage today. So if you rolled out of bed yeah. and you didn't go for a walk or you didn't actually give yourself a little pep talk. Yeah. What's your brain going to do when you force it into this very uncomfortable fight or flight potentially situation? That's right. And listeners, we should we should give a, an asterisk next to all this that uh, Melina and I both have a background in theater. <laughs> and and I think we've been gifted with the idea that we would never go on stage without warming up. We would never go into an audition. Even if it's a 10 second audition, we would never go into that moment, what we call that spotlight moment, where all of a sudden all eyes and ears are on you which is that fear of public speaking, mm -hmm. but you would never go into that without making sure that your voice was warmed up, that your, your, your brain was fully present. Like you stopped looking at your device and you <laughs> came into that moment and fully present and knew what you were going to say and why you were going to say this and warmed up the body. You said going yeah. for a walk or grab a get, get some oxygen in you to make sure that your brain is going to yeah. have enough oxygen for that fight or flight moment. Let me just jump in on that yeah. because it's interesting. When I was when I was still performing, uh, and you have to be at a show. So perform. Anybody that knows doesn't know this. I'll share it with you. A professional show, a union show. I'll say will start at eight. The actors' call is always thirty minutes before. You can get there earlier, but that is the latest you can arrive. Mm -hmm. I was always there an hour and a half before, and what I would offer is that my my system, my needs were greater 
I also think I had less experience. So my instrument, my body wasn't ready. And, you know, I was fighting all those little inner critics. The inner critic was very highly developed. So I had to get there earlier to do the breathing, the, all of that. Yeah. But if I was doing eight shows a week for 20 years, I bet you I would be ready to be engaged and in the moment in 30 minutes because it took it takes practice yeah. and those people that are on broadway that are getting there 30 minutes before because they've given their kids dinner they've done all their day you know picked the kids up from school brought them to their activities then they go do a show right their instrument their body is warm because they've been doing it so much they've, so they've created, i also say to people they've created they've created those new, they, what i was gonna say they created those new neural pathways basically yeah, which are now so thick. Look at athletes. Mm -hmm. Do you think an athlete needs to struggle to get, I mean, it may be tiring, but to get up at 4.30 in the morning, or I look at Dwayne Johnson. I always talk about Dwayne mm -hmm. Johnson, Kevin Hart. They get up at 4.30 in the morning to work out. Now, we always like, how do they do it? They've been doing it for so long. They don't even think about it. That's why he doesn't make a big deal of it. Yeah. Because it's just in him. Yeah. It's just in him. But ask him to maybe bake beautiful batch cookies <laughs> there we go you know, maybe he couldn't do that as as comfortably as we could yeah i can make a mean batch of cookies but i'm tempted i've had I'm a lot of experience yeah i'm tempted yes, yes, yeah. i'm tempted <laughs> yeah um but so this is good like what we're talking about here is that um to get over public speaking you know number one is uh obviously is pr practicing out loud getting some feedback but it, it's it's being yeah. ready to say i'm going to rewrite the script uh, which is, you know, what is holding me back? Uh, what am I, what am I afraid of? Uh, and so that, yeah. and, and to get some coaching around that, obviously, so that you can get some feedback on that, uh, practicing it out loud. Um, and I'm going to add one yeah, more thing. Go ahead. Can yes, I? Yes, of course. Not comparing yourself to others. So what you might need, Joel, like I have worked with you for, I, I know you quite well. Mm -hmm. I know your system is different than mine. Mm -hmm. And I used to look at you and say, like, how does he do that? Da, da, da. I, I need a different prep than you need. Yeah. So when I say comparing, I don't mean comparing, like, why are they so good? I mean, the prep you need, what makes you tick, what, how you need to get yourself ready might be different than the guy next door. So you got to just be honest with yourself. Yeah. And, and not try to be like, so if you're watching me and you're going, <laughs> but it, not try to be me, like you, you can't, you, you not only in how you're going to prepare, yeah. but it's also, as you said, not comparing yourself. It's like each of us is unique. And I think this leads us to our next question then, Melina, is um, mm -hmm. uh, maybe some of the questions or some of the ways uh, you know, we're talking about some of the campers and some of the counselors, um, you know, let's talk about maybe some of the executives that you work with. How do you help them sort of get over this hurdle now in changing this script? Yeah, uh, I always I've said it a couple times already. What makes them tick? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to and, and I think the good thing about a coach. Is that they can actually objectively look at you and say, I see there's something there. Mm -hmm. You know, my intuition's telling me something's going on over there. And somebody who's pretty self-aware can probably do that for themselves. But any of you that have ever had a trainer, a personal trainer for fitness, you know, and I know that they push us harder than we could ever push ourselves because they know that our brain is powerful. And if it could try and relieve us of pain, discomfort, it'll do that. So I try and figure out what actually is the, the issue that they're dealing with. Are they afraid to be mocked? Mm -hmm. Are they afraid to be laughed at? 
I, we always, I think we all have a fear of not being enough. Tell, tell me enough more about, something. tell me more about that. I, I like yeah. that. I think that's the soundbite for this whole thing about fear of, fear of probably speaking. You, you are not alone. I think the soundbite on this is uh, we have a fear of not, not enough. So tell me, tell us a bit more about this not uh, yeah. enough idea. I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not funny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not um, outgoing enough. I'm not, I don't have enough presence. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough experience. I don't have, have enough education. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like the others. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little more fearful than the others. Uh, I'm not as athletic as the others. I was just coaching two women mm -hmm who are doing, they're like head honchos. One's the CEO of a company mm -hmm. and they're doing their big AGM at a football stadium. Cause you know, a lot of football stadiums for extra income, they have conference rooms and it's fun. And then maybe you can meet the athletes anyway. So they were doing, they're doing their AGM there. And I said, do you know anything about football? They were like, no, mm. not at all. And I was like, okay, that's hysterical. Why don't you make fun of that? Because all these guys are like, oh, maybe we'll do, we'll throw the football and we'll get a touchdown and we're going to hit like, we're going to hit, knock it out of the ball, all this kind of stuff. Uh -huh. I was like, why don't you just make fun of the fact that you don't know anything about it and you don't care. Right. You're doing this for your, you're doing this for your, your, um, your investors. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But, but don't be afraid about that. Well, I literally just got an email today of one of my clients saying, I don't think I have the courage to make fun of that. Mm. Because she's afraid that it's not, she'll be considered not enough. Right. I'm obviously projecting here, but yeah. I think that's a, it's a light version of that. I'm not enough because I don't know about football. Why would I highlight that? Right. And so the tip I would give to people, and trust me, when I get back on the phone with her, I'm going to do the same thing with her, is have the courage to say, I don't know about football. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean I don't know about teamship. Right. It doesn't mean I don't know about culture. And it doesn't mean I don't know about winning. And I think you just nailed it. That's what the key is to public speaking is you you make a joke, but it's not to draw attention to that joke, you know, I, I, the humanity of that. And then right away, segue into what I do know. So look, I'm here. Yes. I don't know anything about football. I'm going to be honest with you. But here's what I do know. And this is why we're here. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, guide yeah. it to that. And that that helps yeah. take um Right off the bat, you, you connect with the audience and right and you you bring you speak to that fear, which is I don't know enough, but I do know this. So it's kind of that always like yeah. I don't know. Enough, I don't know about that, but I do know this about that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so and and that's the story of our lives. I may not be that funny, yeah. but I do know that I'm not funny, that's right. and that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do know that I know that all my jokes fail. Right. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you, you know, put in a good dad joke. Who cares? But it, but we have to have the courage to face the face, what we may not be good at. And to your point, actually, and you're making me realize mm -hmm. this, I also find it challenging. And this is what I used to always do is be self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. It's very challenging when you're constantly knocking yourself yeah. because people, you start losing credibility. Right. So if you're going to say, I don't know about football to your point, but I do know this, that's, right. that's the, that's the trick. Yeah. It's okay. Just don't be like, ah, I wish I knew. I don't know why they picked the stadium because this is embarrassing for me. That's like, that. Uh -uh. don't want to hear that. Well, exactly. Because, you know, I mean, uh, so many times, you know, personally, I, I've been sent to like Africa or, you know, other parts of the world and to speak about uh, um, uh, mobile technology. 
and I don't know anything about telecommunications and yeah. I don't know anything about the local culture where I might be. Um, and, you know, and right off the bat to, to, to acknowledge that I'm not an expert in mobile tele, telecommunication. I'm not an expert in the culture that, that's here. This is what I do know. I do know about what it, how to influence people and what gets people curious to learn more about the products that you're offering. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So they, the yeah. ears are intrigued uh, as to that. Yeah. And that's where we get into the imposter it's syndrome. Yeah. You're, you're making me realize something too. Yeah. My father, um, who passed, as you know, a couple of years ago, uh, whenever he used to go to a foreign country, mm -hmm. uh, Hong Kong, wherever it was, mm -hmm. he would run. Because mm. my dad was a runner mm -hmm. and he would run a little block so he didn't get lost, yeah. then a bigger block, then he would bigger and bigger. And not only was that powerful for him to fight his inner critic and his fear, you know, getting lost in a different city, but it also gave him street cred, literally, when he would go and speak with people and he could talk about their area. And I know, Joel, you do that too. When you go away, yeah. you may not know about the culture, but you make sure you get out there and you get yourself exposed to the community. And that would be my other tip is if you are speaking in front of people and you slide in and you haven't said hello to anyone, you slide out and you don't say hello to anyone, mm -hmm. not only are you ostracizing yourself potentially from them, but you're not giving yourself allies in your audience. You need those allies. Such a good point. Yeah. And, and, and this is always hard when you are um, so focused on your speech, <laughs> but what you're saying is so important yes. is take the focus off yourself, take a few minutes and connect with the people that are going to be in the room so that they're, they, you've already got some, some champions in the room. Oh, so nice to meet Melina. Yeah. It was so nice to meet uh, Joel. And then that person is speaking. You're already a bit of a friendly face and you can see some friendly faces now in the audience as well. You've created some allies. He used to always joke that whenever I was coaching people, I used to find commonalities with them. Right. You're like, oh, you had a place in Tampa, a restaurant in Tampa. So did I. Like, oh, so did my uncle. Yeah. And um, I was being strategic. One is I wanted to relax them and say, hey, I'm like you. Yeah. The other thing is as I was relax relaxing myself saying, hey, they're like me. Right. Because I got nervous. Yeah. So I, that was my trick. And as, as um, strategic as it might have sounded, it was also my only way of surviving my nerves. The, one final tip on that. Everybody loves chocolate. That's the one thing we can all agree on. Everybody <laughs> loves chocolate. That's like not dark chocolate though. Well, I love dark chocolate, but every what but I, everybody loves chocolate. Everybody loves some kind of True. some kind of a chocolate something, <laughs> whether it be a pudding Fair, or absolutely. a piece of chocolate or a Mars bar. Uh, but and so that's, that's a good point. And so that that helps us with it with an with you know with an with an ally uh, in the room. Is that is that mindset of finding finding your allies in that room, whatever way to connect with them. Uh, and you, you've warmed up the audience because uh, professional artists have someone to come out and warm up the audience. You are your own warm up to warm up yourself, to calm your nerves, and then to also yeah. warm up uh, some of the people and have those friendly faces in there. Did you know that for sitcoms, Joel, that they actually do have a comedic act that comes out before yes. a live audience? Yes. I didn't know. I, I went to LA and I actually saw that and I went, no wonder they're not warmed up for the actual show and the actors will feel that. Yeah. So they get a comedian in there to warm up the audience so that they're ready to laugh and engage with the actors when they do the show. And a lot of times and that's if an act. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say a lot of times it's actual the going to back to our point that we're saying it's a lot of times it's the actual sometimes the warm up act is one of the stars of the show to come out and do it. 
Yeah. And because they need to feel safe. Yeah. I'm that person. I need to, and I need to, I want the audience to feel warm. So I feel warm. It's a little bit on the self-centered side, but it, 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 listen, I'm here to coach my, my clients to feel comfortable. So I'm like, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure you feel safe. And this brings us full circle to exactly what, you know, fear of hug speaking, you're not alone, as you just heard uh, from us, uh, some of the examples that we shared, even our own adventures, um, that we're all not, we're all have the same ideas. And, and the key here is set yourself up for success. You are in control of this moment, set yourself up in success by doing those warm ups, by connecting with your audience. Um, and, and working with a coach and getting some feedback and, and to find out what makes you tick mm. to go to that next level. Let's pause here yeah. for an ad. And then when we come back, this will give us about a minute. Uh, Melina, I'd love to hear your failure ta-da moment. So I'll give you a minute to think about your failure ta-da and we'll be right back. Congratulations. You're on the path to leadership excellence by listening to this special podcast series on presentation skills. At the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company, we want to help you feel even more confident, skilled, and impactful in your presentations. So we're excited to share news of our new one-day course. Become a great presenter with Microsoft PowerPoint and presentation skills. Our great series of courses blends the best of our professional skills training with the technical skills training needed to execute what you've learned. In this course, you'll learn the techniques to create and deliver engaging presentations. Learn how to design an effective and dynamic PowerPoint presentation, and then take the next step by going beyond your PowerPoint slides, inspiring others to take action with your new and improved delivery skills. Whether delivered virtually online or in person, our live expert instructors and facilitators will help you evolve as a leader and deepen your development with our specially designed, interactive, and engaging Become a Great Presenter with Microsoft PowerPoint and Presentation Skills one-day course. To learn more about this course and our great series of courses, visit us at greatcanadiantraining.ca or email us at info at greatcanadiantraining.ca and mention great in the subject line. And we're back. We're speaking with Melina Nakos. We are speaking about fear of public speaking. You're not alone. So many great pointers. And of course, as always, stay to the end of the podcast to hear our three stars, the three takeaways from today's podcast uh, about where you can apply the learnings from today about fear of public speaking. You're not alone. But before we leave you, Melina, uh, you're not off the hook yet. Uh, let's go. If you're ready to our failure. Ta-da! And this is again where you speak about where was maybe a something that felt uncomfortable or uh, may, maybe felt like a failure, but really beca has become a, a learning. So it went from ta-da to aha for you. Do you have one for yeah, us? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a couple. Okay. Oh, I have many. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think the major thing for me is walking the talk. Mm. So I, I would say I'm really great at telling everybody, you know, or encouraging people to do this, to do that, to face their fears, to have courage. But I was not modeling that in my personal life. And so I think that's been painful for me to realize. And in the last year, I've had to really come to terms with that. And, and just being aware of if I don't walk the talk, mm -hmm. then I'm not actually in alignment with who I say I am and who I want, how I, how I can help other people. So uh, a specific example would be telling people, you know, you've got to network, be courageous, go to events. Right. But I was, I would die a little death if I had to do that. 
I was so nervous and I felt fake. And the minute I realized that it's okay to be nervous and to maybe create some, some time, a time amount. So I'll go for an hour. Mm -hmm. I'll go for an hour and I'll share. And I actually prep myself. What am I going to talk about? Right. Uh, who's going to be there? How can I engage them? But I had to fail miserably and either not go at all when people were expecting me, like literally not show up or ramble the whole time and find myself in hot water in situations because I was nervous. Mm -hmm. So that was very painful. And that, that came to be in the last, I'd say in the last year or two, I had to really look at myself and say, am I walking the talk? Thank you for sharing that. That's that, I, I really appreciate that because that's, again, speaking this time, you're not alone. <laughs> Fear of public speaking, you're not alone. And public speaking is not just getting up in front of a podium or standing in front of a, a room or a conference room. Fear, fear of public speaking is also in, uh, in a social setting that you have to, to, especially a networking type of setting where people do have this fear of public speaking. And again, yeah. going back to what you, what you tell people, you put, you took your own advice here, which is go in prepared. Yeah. Um, go what am I going to talk what about? What talk am I going to say? Yeah. And who do I, who do I want to make sure I see? I usually have a goal of, I'll try and say hi to these three people. Right. And then I feel like I did my job. Right. And then, and, then, and, and again, I also like, it's about small steps. So here's, here's three things yeah. that I can accomplish. Um, and, and give yourself a, a time, like, don't feel like, uh, you know, give myself, I'll give myself an hour. So it's like, you just know, uh, and same thing when you're going to speak publicly, it's like, uh, uh, th this shall pass. So, but, but for the, for the next 10 minutes that I'm speaking, I'm going to be fully present for the next hour that I'm networking. Yeah. I'm going to be fully present and committed to what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and also candidly, one last thing yeah. is to acknowledge that we're all human. So my daughter actually has social anxiety mm. and it used to embarrass me that she never wanted to be anywhere. And then. I had to take a look at myself and go, but you don't want to be anywhere. So where is she? Of course she doesn't want to be anywhere. Right. So I actually had to say to myself, okay, um, let's recognize her and honor that. And also honor myself. Stop trying to be someone I'm not. Which is, a <laughs> and seen, <laughs> which is again, you know, as you said about public speaking is comparing yourself to others. Uh, and it's, it's finding yeah. what is your voice? What is it you have to offer? Um, and how can you find that comfort level of who you, who you are and being true to yourself? Love it. Yeah. Melina, before we let you go, thank you so much. This has been very insightful on fear of public speaking. You're not alone. Um, where can our listeners find out a little bit more about you or get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, you can reach me at melinanacos.com. That's Nacos with a C, not a K. Uh, and uh, you'll find out lots of uh, ways that I can help you, your teams. Um, yeah, and it's, there's some good uh, free content on there as well. Terrific. Melina, thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. One, two, and now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you could start to put into practice. Number three, don't compare yourself to others. Each of us is unique. So how you might need to get ready and how you present is going to be unique to you. Um, we all have fears of not being enough, not smart enough, not experienced enough, not funny enough. Uh, but here's something that was really good that came out of the episode was, I don't know that, but I do know this. And that's why you're there to present. Number two, 
practice it out loud. So the script is there. You have thought it out, but have you said it out loud? It's a whole other muscle to be using uh, the mouth and to be able to say it out loud. Get some coaching, get some feedback on what that sounds like and what that feels like when we hear those words. And number one, how did you prepare? And it wasn't just putting the deck together. Did you prepare your voice, your mind, your body? Did you prepare your mindset uh, as to how you were going to approach this? So important before going into a presentation. And now it's our next step. If you're not quite sure where you can apply these three stars quite yet, then start with this simple step, which is always find that ally, find that friendly face in the audience. Take the focus off yourself you're going to speak with. So find that friendly face that you can uh, see when you are presenting your ally. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompuEase. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.